Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? It's Friday! Yeah! Yes, it is. <laughs> it is, baby. Happy post-Independence Day. It was yeah. our first day off in forever, uh, which felt good. Um, thank yes, you. <laughs> it's ironic. On our day off yesterday, folks, show you how much you, yes, you listening have grown the show. You made this show everything it is. We owe it all to you, yeah. all of it. We did more listens and downloads and views yesterday at our day off than three <laughs> years ago we were doing on our best day oh, ever. I'm not that? even kidding. Yeah. I don't know if people were listening to older shows or whatever, so love you. Yeah. You are the best, and cool. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Joe, you had a quick shout hey, out, yeah, too? Yeah, man, I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Eric. He met me in church because he recognized my voice from the podcast, and uh, he's got a new game coming up. Well, it is a up. very distinct voice. Yeah, baby. I, I pulled that... that that game show host thing there when I was with the guy singing. He goes, that's producer Joe. So, um, listen, he's well, got a he new knew gig. It. Someone put your face on my Facebook page too. <laughs> so they, they took your picture and put us, so if you go to my Facebook page, Dan Bongino, the very, you can see someone put producer Joe's face up. So shout out to <laughs> Good Eric. Luck, Good for Eric. you. Making new friends, Joe, everyone. Yeah, man. Um, and one big thank you to everyone in our audience that made me. Paula, throw up the tweet if you don't mind. I was guest hosting for Sean Hannity this week. I asked you to please tune in or DVR. You made us number one for the night in all of cable news, yeah. thanks to you. And number six in all of television, in cable and television. broadcast. Hat tip our buddy at Road MN on Twitter, who, who this is all he does is follow cable news. You all are right. the best. All right, I've got a stack show for yes, you sir. today. Uh, I, I, this American flag air quotes oh. controversy generated by the left is the I know the most ridiculous, absurd, outrage. I mean, we've reached essentially peak stupid. Every time I say that, we peak out more on stupid. It's like a Geiger counter oh. of stupid. You know, like you detect radiation. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. Every time the stupid radiation detector goes off, and I think we've reached oh. peak stupid, we surpass it again. This I got that. I've got a funny story from. <laughs> I know, I know, it's horrible. I got a funny story by the Babylon Bee, which is like the onion. That's hysterical. All right. Uh, Justin Amash be clowns himself oh. again and another leftist conspiracy theory so don't go anywhere the end of the show is as stacked as the beginning I also want to get into the Obama economy versus the Trump economy one of the best articles I've written on this in a long time alright let's get to it today's show brought to you by buddies at Bravo Bravo Company Manufacturing BC. M, Bravo Company Manufacturing. Listen, they make the finest rifles and pistols in the business. If you are in the market for a rifle or a pistol, go to BCM, Bravo Company Manufacturing. Visit bravocompanymfg.com. Why? Why? Because I said so? No, not because I oh, said so. I love these products, but I'm telling you. <laughs> They make, Joe, the finest rifles and pistols out there. Let's be clear about mm. what they produce. This is not a sporting arms company. You want that? You got to go somewhere else. You want to stick with a company that makes rifles and pistols that make life-saving equipment to precision standards. These are the finest pieces of equipment out there, rifles and pistols you are going to find. This is a life-saving equipment company. They assume when they manufacture their rifle, it'll be in the end user's hands, and that end user will be a military uh, a professional, law enforcement professional, or a civilian who, God forbid, 
God forbid, some days involved in a scenario where his life or death is on the line. This is not a sporting arms company. Can't say something. They make life-saving, precision-manufactured rifles and pistols. They put people before their products. Ladies and gentlemen, they assume BCM, when a rifle leaves their shop, it will be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen, law enforcement, or soldier overseas. Every component of mm -hmm. a BCM rifle is hand-assembled, hand-assembled, and tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin, to a life-saving standard. To learn more, go to bravocompanymfg.com. That's bravocompanymfg.com, or check out their YouTube channel, youtube.com. Com slash Bravo Company USA. All right, let's go. Hey, like my boxing yeah. robots thing. You're Remember that there, game? Yo, yeah, oh yeah, rock em, I know. I was em. always good at that. I always won. Yeah. I used to play with this kid Freddie Reuter growing up. You're to knock him, sock him. I always won that. Yeah, game. he'll tell you he won. I won. <laughs> yeah, I love that game. Okay, first, showing you that the left has reached the Geiger counter of peak stupid. Oh. Here is. Um, Dyson, he's a professor, something Eric, the Michael Eric Dyson or something. He was on MSNBC. This guy teaches in Georgetown. That is frightening enough. If you go to Georgetown I and your child is being educated by this person, uh, I feel really sorry for you. This is Michael Eric Dyson on MSNBC talking about how the Betsy Ross flag, the American flag with the 13 stars in a circle, and then the 13 colonies, the, the, the original stars and stripes we saw, there, the Betsy Ross flag, right? This is Michael Eric Dyson talking about how this flag is an unacceptable symbol of racism. Listen to what he compares it to. And, of course, this goes back to Colin Kaepernick and Nike. They put the flag on sneakers, mm. and anti-American Colin Kaepernick complained about it. Here is Michael Eric Dyson. He wins the dumbest commentator of the week award. Here we go. What about the argument that some have made um, this is PC culture run amok, if you will? If Nike wants to put this flag on their shoe, why are people so upset about it? Yeah, because, you know, words matter, symbols matter, too. Why don't we wear a swastika for July 4th? Because, I don't know, it makes, it makes a difference. The cross burning on somebody's lawn. Why don't we just have a Nike, you know, celebration of the cross? Well, because those, those symbols are symbols of hate. So we can take PC culture back. It's amazing to me the people who cry the loudest about PC are the ones who didn't show up when the defense first occurred, who, who didn't defend the people who were victims of white supremacy or racism or sexism or misogyny, but now pop up and say, hey, let's not be too PC. If you ain't fought the battle, if you haven't celebrated the process, you can't acclaim the product. So at this point, I think people need to be honest about it and say, it's not a matter of PC. There are many people within uh, communities of color who understand complexity, complication. You can't have it the way you want it. But something so glaring and so apparent, that has to be dealt with. Oh, dude. Oh, oh man. Oh. Talk about your hate machine. Do Holy you have Pepto? Yeah. Paul, can you get some Pepto? I'm really, I'm like, or some kombucha or something. My daughter <laughs> drinks that kombucha stuff. Yeah. They heard it's good for your stomach. Is that right? Hold on. We both need some. It's time for the cat. Hell, there's a flag. All right, red flag for field. review. We're reviewing the play. So let's just try. <laughs> Where do you start? For a second. Let's try to unravel the stupid because oh. there's so much stupid in what he said. The fact that Georgetown hired this guy, ask for a reimbursement for that salary you Dude. pay immediately. If your child is in this person's class, remove him, stat, or her tomorrow. That he compares the Betsy Ross American flag of the original 13 colonies to swastikas and burning crosses is so beyond stupid. Dude. Um, I don't even know where to start, but I do know where to go with this because it's a topic on a very serious note I brought up on the show. Again, ra rants are a dime a dozen, but we got to dig deeper into what goes on here and why they do this. All right. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the left does this all the time. What they do is they engage in a boxing match. Imagine the politics going on right now between conservatism and socialism slash liberalism slash radicalism, because that's what it is. Imagine it as a boxing match to match use the analogy. Now, the boxing match rules rules are re- agreed to in advance. No kidney punches, no biting, unless it's a Tyson match, whatever it may be. <laughs> no biting, no kicking in the, uh, you know, between the leg, none right. of that stuff. No rabid punches, none of that stuff, right? When I break, you break. You get it. There are rules before. And yeah. why are there rules? There are rules so both sides understand the rules and the contours of the game before they go in so they can practice the game. You know, when you're practicing, boxing's a sport. Yes, it can be used in fighting too, but it's a sport. Yeah. Um, when I'm practicing, I am not practicing sprawls in boxing. For those wrestlers that sprawl, sprawl is when you, someone goes to take you down, like take you out at the knees, and you sprawl. You drop your hips to the ground. Why don't box, Joe, why don't boxers practice sprawls? Because there are no takedowns in boxing. Right. It's against the rules. That's right. Now, if there were takedowns in boxing, like mixed martial arts, you'd have to practice sprawls to avoid being taken down. Right. Does this make sense? I, I get Joe. You get it. Yeah, I don't yeah. even need the ombudsman no, here. That. But the liberals in the audience may have a tough time with this. There are rules of the game. We have rules of the game so everybody understands we agree on a common set of principles. Now, why the left does this and changes the rules in the middle of the game? You may be asking, how does this apply to the flag? It doesn't just apply to the flag. It applies to the flag, the language. I tell this story all the time, and it works, and it's applicable here, too. I was hosting a radio show. I read this article. We covered it on the air. How the left says that now using um, using the word, and I forget what it was. It was either gay or homosexual to describe gay Americans. One of those words, and I don't remember which one, was now offensive. And I thought to myself, wait, that was never the rule, right? Mm-hmm. In political discourse, it, we, it, there's, I, no offense was ever meant. Mm-hmm. If you were talking about a person who was gay and for some reason him being gay or her being gay came up in the conversation. You using the term gay was never made. It's just a descriptor of it. And, and they changed the rules. They said, no, no, you can't use. And I don't remember which term it was, but the fact that I can't remember which term it was describes perfectly what I'm talking about, how the left changes the rules in the middle of the game. And they hope you don't see it. They hope you don't see it because then when you go in the ring and you haven't practiced your sprawls and the left didn't tell you that takedowns are now part of this, they shoot the legs and you're like, what just happened? I I didn't know you could do this. And the left wins the match because you're practicing your stand-up, you know, your jab, 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 cross. All of a sudden, boom, guy takes you out at the legs, you're on the ground, and he's beating the snot out of you, ground and pound style. You're like, hey, ref, hey, ref, Mm -hmm. there are no takedowns in boxing. The ref goes, what, you didn't see the rules change? The left does this all the time. They do it with language. Hey, that word is now offensive. Um, what? I'm not talking about obvious ones, folks. There are obvious terms that are ever universally agreed on to be patently offensive and gross. I'm talking about regular standard words. Like, uh, they do it with rules, even bathrooms. All of a sudden, it's like, well, who, who's allowed in the men's bathroom? Wait, was this ever an issue? When did this happen? It's happening now again with symbols. What symbols? All of a sudden, Joe, statues, which have stood forever, which nobody's been offended by or in any kind of, it's never been a national issue. Statues. The birthday of of Thomas Jefferson, which now portions of Virginia don't want to celebrate anymore. 
these were these flawed men. Ladies and gentlemen, of course they were flawed men. We have a flawed history. All men are flawed. Yeah. But is that now the new standard? Because Jefferson owned slaves. Any of the good things Jefferson did that should all be wiped out and we should never be exposed to our history? You know what? The key to telling the Jefferson story is not to wipe Jefferson clean from our history. The key to telling the Jefferson story is to tell the whole story. The good, the bad, the ugly, the really ugly, the scars, the flowers, everything. Everything. They're doing it again now with the flag. The Betsy Ross flag, which was never, ever a symbol of anything other than the beautiful founding of the United States, scars and all, mm -hmm. is now all of a sudden, due to lunatics like Michael Dyson there, due to lunatics, is now a symbol on par with the swastikas. They've changed the rules in the middle of the game. And why? So they can win the boxing match. How? Now, all of a sudden, Joe, you make the mistake, and I'm using, again, the dreaded air quotes. Yeah. You make the mistake one day of walking around at a 4th of July parade with the Betsy Russ flag, which you've always assumed. I grew up knowing the Betsy Russ flag is an original founding of our fight for freedom. Yeah. And all of a sudden, some guy hits you over the head with a bottle from Antifa and says, look at this racist. You're like, wait, what? Huh? The same way you got taken down by a takedown in a boxing match where you didn't think takedowns were part of the rules. How do you fight back against this, folks? The way we fight back against this is we put on the referee hat, we throw the red flag, and we call this BS out like Trump does all the time. I posted the Betsy Ross flag to my Twitter, my Instagram. The happy Independence Day, folks. Yeah, the rules it. and the new rules only become concrete. And set in stone, Joe, if we accept them as the new rules. And we've done that. Mm -hmm. We've allowed the left over and over to dictate to us as a culture what the new rules are. Well, we're instituting new rules. And you know what our new rules are? That your new rules suck. And we're not listening to your new rules. You can't refer to people as illegal aliens. They're here illegally. It's a technical term. It's not a moral judgment. It is a legal term for someone who enters the country illegally. You can't. If you do, we're going to call you a xenophobe. You do whatever you want. Your new rules are... You get it if I mouthed it outright. We don't care. Now... We're going to go out, and I see some patriotic sneaker companies. They went out there. A smart move, by the way. Put the Betsy Ross flag in the shoes. Now you're going to see us reclaim the rules and write the new rules ourselves. The Betsy Ross flag is going to become a symbol of what it always was a symbol of. The founding of the United States and the fight for freedom and liberty. Now, showing you this is not just a fringe lunatic position on the left. Well, yeah, the lunatic part, maybe, but not just the fringe. Here is knucklehead Robert Francis O'Rourke, who calls himself Bateau. Here is Bateau giving a speech again, knocking the Betsy Ross flag for the left's new rules about what it means. At a time that we seek to repair the damage done following the legacy of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow and, and suppression, I think it's really important to take into account the impression that that, that kind of um, symbol would have 
for many of our fellow Americans. And so um, respect the decision that, that Nike made. Showing that the dumb is oh. contagious. The stupid Geiger counter. <laughs> the stupid Geiger counter has hit peak. This is the Chernobyl of stupid. The stupid radiation has infected even what this guy, by the way, Bateau, remember when he ran in Texas against Senator Ted Cruz, claimed to be a moderate. Mm. Clearly, he's a lunatic like everyone else. Ladies and gentlemen, the new rules are our new rules, not there. The new rules are this. We respect and honor and fight for the dignity, big R, God-given rights, liberty, and freedom of every human being on that planet. Forget about race, creed, gender, sexual orientation, where you're from, what religion you practice. You come to the United States. We will fight for your right to be who you are, practice the religion you want to practice, to assemble, to petition your government, and to speak freely. That's what conservatism means. Everyone. Unless you break the law and violate someone else's civil rights, your civil rights are mine. We are equal. All people are touched by the hand of God. Inalienable rights. That's what we believe in. We are not going to allow you now to rewrite the history of this country and set a standard no human being or country on earth has ever reached. That anything less than perfection means the wiping clean of the history books, symbols, statues, and everything else. We are not going to allow you to do that anymore. Post that flag everywhere with a big, massive trigger warning for your dopey social justice warrior snowflake friends. You're not going to rewrite the rules. Now, in case you had any doubt at all, I know you don't, but again, I like to add some color and context to the story. Remember that, that boxing analogy, folks. It's important, and I hope it made sense to you. The left does this strategically. It's not What they're doing is not legitimate. They're doing it, though, very, very... It's a strategic political maneuver, which is designed to make you appear like a fringe outsider nut because they changed the rules when you weren't paying attention. Oh, what? You didn't know there weren't takedowns? The ref didn't tell you? So they changed the rules in the middle of the game to catch you. Do you get what I'm saying? To catch you at the parade Mm -hmm. with the Betsy Russ flag. Oh my gosh, there's a racist right now. A racist? You're looking around like, who? You? You're the, I'm the, what are you talking about? The same thing with, it happens with, when they rewrite the language. You can't say illegal. Look, xenophobe. What are you talking about? They do not accept it. Follow the Donald Trump rule, which is giving him the double barrel middle finger and telling him to go pound sand. Now, showing you that this faux outrage, this is completely fake, this fraud, anti-American, anti-cop, loser, Colin Crapper, Nick, whatever his name is, who couldn't even hack it in the NFL, Kaepernick, this loser, that this guy's completely full of crap. And they're just making this up that the Betsy Ross flag is somehow a symbol of everything wrong with the United States. Here's an article up at IJ Review. It's a rather good one. It'll be in the show notes today by Madison Summers. Go to Bongino.com. You can read the show notes. Subscribe to the email list. I'll email these articles right to you. Old photos from Obama's inauguration (laughs) show just how ridiculous Nike shoe ban really is. Show us that photo, please. This is absolutely wonderful. Remember, this is supposed to be a symbol of oppression uh, from Michael Eric Dyson, who says it's a a symbol on par with swastikas and and burning crosses. Yes, there's a photo right there of Obama's inauguration. You can see what is that? Yeah, what, 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 what? What do I see there? What's there? I see the Betsy Ross flag. (laughs) There it is. 
On both sides, the Betsy Ross flag Yo, at Betsy Obama's Betty. inauguration, supposedly, yeah, a symbol on par yeah. with swastikas and burning crosses. Yeah, right, right, right. So you're telling me what? Obama was a racist? Is that what you t- You're probably like, well, that's not what I'm saying. Well, what else could you be saying? You just said this was a symbol on par with swastikas. Beto said, we need to make this go away. Good decision by Nike. Why didn't Obama's team catch it? Why didn't they flag that? Because those weren't the rules. Right. There weren't any takedowns back then, Joe. Right. They changed the rules mid-boxing match, allowing takedowns, hoping you're not going to catch the takedown when they shoot the takedown on you. Now, I want to make a point on this, too. We can reverse this on the left very easily. Now, we won't because we have, you know, we're conservatives. And honestly, folks, we most of us have this Moral emergency break, which I call it. I've used that term often when I do cable news hits. We have a moral and ethical emergency break because we believe other folks have, uh, other American citizens have big R God-given rights. It's very difficult for us to put, I'm I'm not explaining it. It's hard for us to hurt them unsolicited, knowing that Mm -hmm. the rules are unfair. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. It's just I'm, for me. Maybe I'm speaking yeah, for, for myself, me too. but I'm speaking yeah, from the heart. Here. I know exactly. I what just you're don't like to do things. You know what I'm saying, Joe? That are totally unethical. That's right. And what the left does to us is entirely unethical and immoral. And I feel like, yeah. if we return fire that way, that all is. Lo- I may be wrong, folks. We may it may come to this one day where it becomes just a total street fight. And I get that, but I I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I had a hard time with it. I know, like you know, there's a. Sometimes me being a big guy, there's like a bravado thing. But really, I'm really a softy at heart. I know it doesn't seem that way. But I, I, I don't mind taking it to the left. But there are some no-goes I won't do. Yeah. It may get to this point, though, where we have to turn the rules on them to show them how stupid their rules are. And I think we may be getting to that point. What do I mean by that, Joe? Mm-hmm. I, uh, the rules here are so dumb that what if at some rally of like lunatics, whatever it may be, some like you know, rally for the support of space aliens in the United States, you know, some people who are like, whatever, you know, some crazy group. What if all of a sudden, Joe, yes, a Nike flag was to show up at, at, at this group, a group for the dissolution of America tomorrow morning, right? Hmm. Obviously a bunch of fringe lunatics. What if a Nike flag showed up there tomorrow? Ooh. Can, can't we legitimately say the same rules apply? Ooh, so in other words, the yeah. less argument about the Betsy Ross flag, yeah. Eric Dyson, and 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 Bateau, the left's argument about it is because a couple of people in some fringe group with some stupid racist thing used this flag as a symbol one time. So now for all of us, the meaning has changed. Now we remember, now we can do takedowns. Mm-hmm. The rule change happens like that. Everybody who has a Betsy Russ flag there, you're all racist, right? Doesn't the same rule yeah. apply? Yeah. What if all of a sudden at a one of those uh, uh, rallies where they, they start screaming pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, one of the, what is it, Black Lives Matter yeah. rallies where they were, they were calling yeah. for the attacks on cops. What if at an Antifa rally, a Nike flag shows up? Isn't it legitimate by the left's own rules? The Nike symbol's racist. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. It's never been. Nobody's ever thought the Nike. Ladies and gentlemen, is the Nike symbol racist? No, this is stupid. The point is, it's stupid when the left does it. And this stupid rule can be made stupid to turn on them, too. If Antifa starts beating the crap out of journalists and all wearing Nike sneakers, isn't it fair to say, is the Nike symbol the swoosh racist now? By their rules, of course it is. 
This is what you get with the left when the Geiger counter of stupid reach absolutely peak levels. Hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I got a Babylon B star because I want to end this. On, but before that, <laughs> um, I just want to show you some pictures, some black and whites. Again, just to show you how the left changes the rules in the middle of the game to paint you as a fringe outsider and shoots the takedown when you think you're in a boxing match. So... The left's latest outrage about Trump's uh, Independence Day, uh, it's not, I don't even want to say, it's not Trump's, it was his idea, but it was an Independence Day celebration on the mall yesterday. Uh -huh. There was a little bit of rain, but a nice crowd showed up. It was a celebration of America. There was some military equipment there. The left lost their minds. Oh my gosh. As Lawrence Tribe, the, the TDS level six infected lunatic on Twitter said, we're approaching Tiananmen Square. In other words, Trump is like a dictator who's going to run over people with tanks. This is how dumb the left is, Dude. folks. Really, it is the level six TDS, the worst Trump derangement syndrome inf infection out there. Lawrence Tribe has it. He actually tweeted that, okay? <sighs> so just to be clear, the rules in the past, I'm going to show you some photos in a minute here. I'm going to show you photos from Eisenhower, uh -huh. FDR, and John F. Kennedy's inauguration. Hat tip Jim Garrity, by the way, at National Review, had these pictures up in his Twitter feed. It's where I found them. I'm going to show you some pictures of Democrat president's inauguration in military vehicles. Joe, old rules? Never a problem. Never a problem in the past. Now that we have an Independence Day parade uh, and a gathering on the D.C. Mall, mm -hmm. that's Trump's idea. All of a sudden, any military presence of any vehicle is Tiananmen Square and the communists are coming for us. Let's go through the pictures just to show you how dumb the left is. I'll describe for audio listeners. Here's the first. I believe that, that may be Kennedy's. Yeah, that's Kennedy's inauguration. Of course, we see some fighting vehicles on there right in front of the White House mm -hmm. at the stand. See the next one. Believe it in reverse. This is FDR's. There's a couple of tanks rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue at FDR's inauguration. There we go. There's a whole lot of tanks at Eisenhower's uh, rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue coming from the Capitol. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, Eisenhower, not a Democrat, but you get the point. Folks, the old rules celebrations of our military during national events, the inauguration, things like that. No problem. The new rules, they change on the fly. And anyone else is a warmonger and a Tiananmen Square communist. You use any kind of military equipment, flyovers or anything. All of a sudden, Trump's a dictator showing you again how the left is garbage. They are lying to you. Those pictures, for those of you listening, on it was just pictures of tanks on Pennsylvania Avenue rolling down the Capitol black and white. It's as simple as that. These people have no standards at all. Their rules aren't rules. They are discretionary changes in the middle of the game to paint you as a fringe outsider, making out what you did was a mistake, even though they've done it before. Obama has the Betsy Ross flag there. So stupid. All right, folks, I'm going to get this. It's kind of a funny story. Don't go anywhere. I got that. I got the Obama economy story. The show's stacked today. We took a day off, so I had to pile in all the stuff today. <laughs> the Obama economy versus the Trump economy yeah. story is priceless. It just nails these guys to the wall. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. This is the finest nutrition supplement product on the market right now. It is called Foundation. And it should be the foundation of your nutritional supplement plan. Ladies and gentlemen, this product has three things. Make you look better make you feel better, and make you perform better. I can personally vouch for this. This was my first sponsor. You know that? We've been up five years. Brickhouse yeah. Nutrition. 
The company has grown. You know why the company's grown along with the podcast? Because this is the best product out there. What is it? It is a creatine ATP blend. You probably can't read the nutrition facts there, but it is a creatine ATP blend. You may say, okay, I've heard of creatine before. That's not new. No, this is creatine ATP supercharges the creatine. It's like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. Folks, if you don't believe me, this stuff works. That's fine. You don't have to believe me. That's okay. I'm just asking you to test it yourself. Pick up the product. Give it about seven days to kick in. The creatine, the ATP loads, and it volumizes your muscles. Take what I call the mirror test. Look in the mirror. Look back in the mirror seven days later after letting the product load. You're going to be like, nice. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. And you are going to perform better in the gym. Go check it out. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. It is worth your time. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today. Also try out Field of Greens. They're vegetable uh, and fruit powders. Delicious. Good for your health. Good for your body. Go check it out. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. So they know you're coming from the show. We really appreciate it. Okay. Kind of a funny story. We'll let off on this and we'll move on. The Babylon Bee, which is a satirical site, the model of the onion, they have some really funny stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, they broke a story, Joe, breaking news. Uh, the Babylon Bee, Nike releases a Bernie Sanders signature shoe that helps you survive under socialism. <laughs> <laughs> the story will be in the show notes. Obviously, it's a joke, but here it is, folks. This is, this is you got to forward this. Your friends may actually believe this. It's the Bernie Sanders Air Marks, not Air Max, you know, Marks, I call Marks. The shoe. The shoe is edible, so it can be made into soup, folks. You never knew, and you never know in a socialist system. You may need to cook your sneakers to eat them. It's aerodynamic to chase zoo animals for food. It's got an air pump, Joe, to constantly pump up your wheelbarrow tire. All right. It's got extra padding. Why does it have extra padding, Joe? For standing <laughs> in bread lines for hours. This is the Bernie Sanders Airmarks by Nike. It's patriotic, represents the greatest nation on <laughs> earth, and it shrinks with you as you wither away the Bernie Sanders Airmarks. Very funny. Thought I'd leave you on Friday with a little bit of a humorous note, given all this leftist stupidity about our flag. Okay, uh, moving on. What's next? Oh, uh, just a quick, a quick note. I I'm sorry I didn't get to this. After I was on with John Solomon, I don't have I have a lot on this, but it's important I put it out there. John Solomon has another great story up at the Hill about Oleg Deripaska, the Russian oligarch collect, uh, connected, excuse me, to Vladimir Putin. I discussed it on Hannity with him. This is a really, I mean, this is a story that's very important. I'll tell you why in a minute. The story's titled Russian Oligarch Story Could Spell Trouble for Team Mueller by John Solomon. It's up in the show notes. Here's the gist of it, folks, and here's why it matters. This Russian oligarch, uh, Oleg Deripaska, who is intimately connected to Vladimir Putin. It's one of his right-hand guys. Deripaska, we know, we now know, has been working with Christopher Steele, who wrote the dossier. We know, we've known that for a while. It's connected to Mark Warner, the Democrat senator. Uh, meetings were trying to get set up. We know all that stuff. But here's the critical new information about the John Solomon piece that we need to put out there. The FBI interviewed Deripaska. Remember, this is a Russian oligarch connected to Putin and knows Christopher Steele and has a business relationship. Christopher Steele, the right. author of the dossier. Right. And the Bureau asks Deripaska, Joe, during this interview in 2016, he says, hey, is there any evidence you know about that the Russians are working with Manafort and the Trump team to interfere in the election? Ladies and gentlemen, this is before the election. What does Deripaska tell them? Deripaska tells them, that's the dumbest thing ever. I've never heard of such a stupid story. In other words, Deripaska tells them, no, should we trust Deripaska? I'm not saying that. 
I'm simply suggesting to you that that is a piece of evidence. Mm -hmm. Is that evidence fact-based? I don't know. It is evidence, though. It's evidence, in other words, that the collusion thing obviously was a hoax. The gist of Solomon's story and what the core takeaway for you is, was that evidence turned over to the Manafort team? A big fat no. It was not. That's a negative. In other words, information from a Russian oligarch deeply deeply connected to Vladimir Putin that Manafort, in fact, was innocent of these collusion charges, was not turned over to the Manafort team. The kind of stuff, again, that happens in third world world countries doesn't happen in a constitutional republic, but did happen here. You see this over and over and And over over with the hack Mueller report. Manipulations of the John Dowd voicemail to Mike Flynn, where they delete sentences that are exculpatory. Uh, the exculpatory, uh, the alleged exculpatory tapes of Papadopoulos saying there's nothing to do with collusion that we still haven't seen or heard from. The fact that Veselnitskaya, the Russian lawyer, was connected to Team Hillary but met with Donald Trump. They only meet Donald Trump Jr. They leave out the Hillary stuff. This happens over and over. The Mueller report is garbage, folks. It's always been garbage. That's what kind of reminds me about the Justin Amash nonsense, which I hopefully I'll get to later. Amash left the Republican Party. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye now. Nobody cares. Okay. Uh, moving on, but uh, in, the, uh, in the vein of the Russia probe, the leftists just can't stop promoting misinformation on this, folks. It's, it's just embedded in their DNA now. And that the fact that these people put this out on social media in a public forum we can all see and they think they're still credible is utterly absurd. So you have this guy, Jonathan Chait, who put up this tweet. Um, it just it, It's just misinformation, so easily refutable. This is, let me just say, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to get personal, but it's hard because this is true. He's, he's at Jonathan Chait on Twitter. This is one of the dumbest guys on Twitter. I, I mean it because he's so dumb. He doesn't realize how dumb he is. Like one of the, the, the things about being silly, ignorant, and stupid is you can fix it. If you know you're silly, ignorant, stupid. Chait, who tweeted this, I'll get to this in a second. Chait doesn't know how dumb he is. He keeps tweeting out stuff that is factually incorrect and debunked in a Thanos snap of the finger. And he just doesn't get it. So let me read his tweet. Here's Jonathan Chait on Twitter. Conspiracy theory hoax nut job, collusion hoaxer. He says, my favorite part about the Trumpist conspiracy theory is that Clinton directed this smear operation. He's talking about the collusion hoax and forgot to circulate the smear until after the election. Oh, Oh, my dendrites. Oh, they're falling all over the place. Uh, Oh, the dendrites. Dude, I'm going to have to get you some like neuroprotective compounds or something. Try to creatine because this is really pathetic. I can't believe how stupid this is. So I've only covered this now 15 or 20 times. I'm sadly going to have to do it again. Here is, again, if this guy would have done basic homework, but because he's a moron and doesn't know he's a moron, he won't do homework because he doesn't realize the limits of his own uh, 90 or or 85 (laughs) IQ. Here is New York and the New York Mag, New York Magazine. I had to circle this for Jonathan Chait because he's really not that bright. November 1st, 2016. Joe, was that before or after the election on November 8th? Is November 1st before the election or after? Well, Dan, November 1st was before. It was before, Thank you, Joe. I'm sorry, but I'm because I... I, November 1st. So I circled the date for Jonathan Uh Shade on this using my... I did this on my phone in the most unsophisticated way possible. Here's the article, folks. New York Magazine. (sighs) November 1st. 
2016 final October surprises reveal FBI is probing Trump's alleged Russia ties. Not only was the conspiracy theory, according to moron Jonathan Chait, revealed before the election, it was revealed a week before the election to do maximum damage. But Chait's an idiot. He's a moron, and he doesn't know how dumb he is, which makes him an extra super Geiger counter idiot. The Geiger <laughs> counter of idiocy is absolutely pegged. Ding, 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 ding at the top. And the funny thing is, Chait, who claims to be an intellectual, yeah. can't do basic homework. This article's not hidden. It hasn't been pulled down. It's not hard to find. Just Google it, Bing it. What whatever search engine you use, I don't care. Just look it up, dude. Now, the fact that I've just had to correct this misinformation for what, Joe? The 50th or 60th yeah. time? I know it doesn't matter. I get it, liberals. You are absolutely vaccinated to facts. You have lead skulls impenetrable to X-ray intelligence. I get it. I know I can't beam anything into your heads. I'm just asking you to stop making fools of yourselves. You have zero credibility anymore. You do nothing but lie all the time, every single day of your lives. The conspiracy wasn't revealed. Okay, whatever, dude. Meanwhile, just so you know, if you dare get into the conservative podcast, television, cable news, talk radio space, ever. Folks, if, if Joe, you know this better than anyone. You've been mm. doing this a lot longer than I mm -hmm. have. You say one thing wrong on the air as a conservative. Yeah. Wrong. It is over. They will come after you for this guy's an idiot. Armacost so stupid. Yeah. He said that George Bush didn't support the war in Iraq. What a moron. We have Joe for Joe be out of it. Never get another job forever. Right. Ever. Meanwhile, we correct like stupid stuff. We correct like the, the Charlotte Clymer thing works for HRC Human Rights Campaign. It's HRC. We thought it was Hillary Rodham Clinton. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. We no. correct it the next day. No problem. This cheat guy, I guarantee you, will not correct himself. Because he can't. He's immune to facts. We don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Mm. I don't know. There's nothing you, can, you can't crack through. All right. Um, listen, this story coming up is a good one. I, I'm, I'm growing increasingly frustrated as the Trump economy gets better and better. And there's a lot of good green shoots coming up in the Trump yeah, economy. Okay. Some warning signs, mm -hmm. but some good green shoots. I'm getting very frustrated by this liberal argument that Obama handed him the football, handed him this great economy, that we should thank Obama, which is, which is so ironic, Joe, because the Obama economy stunk so bad they blame Bush for it. And when Obama gets out of office, he takes credit for the rebound in the Trump years. It's absurd. A excellent, excellent mm -hmm. piece in the Wall Street Journal, which goes piece by piece and destroys, destroys this argument. Again, I'm not expecting these facts to penetrate your dopey liberal friends' skulls, but maybe your moderate Democrat friends and, you know, your union friends and people who work for a living who are interested in keeping their jobs, maybe this will make a dent. All right, before we get to that, our last sponsor of the day, yes, we love ZipRecruiter. Listen, folks, hiring is a challenge. 
We've had that here at Bongino.com. We're always looking for stuff. We're looking around. It is really, really hard. It takes a long time. You got to find the best candidates for the job. You got applicants. You got to look through resumes. Who has the time to do this? ZipRecruiter makes it easy. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. It'll send your job to over 100 of the world's leading job boards. Don't waste your time sifting through piles and piles and piles and piles of resumes. Finally, you're 700 resumes in. You get the guy or the woman who's qualified. You don't need this. Listen, multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, confusing review process. Today, hiring is easy for you. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. Hmm. Yes, yours. Stop wasting time. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match for your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. You can't beat that, folks. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Go check it out. ZipRecruiter.com, the smartest way to hire. Z-I-P, ZipRecruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash Bongino. Go check it out at that exclusive address. Stop wasting your time sifting through piles and piles and piles of resumes. Let them do the hard work for you. Okay. This is a fantastic article. You know I love economics and I love debunking liberal lies. So let's get right to it. Wall Street Journal piece. This is really, really great. Very well done. It's got a couple of charts. It's called The Tale of Two Economies. Mm. Trump's policies are helping workers more than Obama's did. Simple as that. Now, why I like this piece, it's written by the journal. These are not basically Trump's, you know, it's mm-hmm. a newspaper. It's not supposed to be, but their opinion column, which is not the journalism side, it can be very harsh on Trump at times. So to write a piece like this, folks, it has some it has some meat on the bone. They're writing it because it's true. The Trump economy has been excellent. First, let's debunk this stupid liberal talking point about income. I've heard this. I heard it today. I was watching a show on Fox. Liberal commentator comes on and says, You know, the Trump economy is only working for the rich. And ladies and gentlemen, absolutely categorically false. Let's put up piece number one from the piece. They uh, they have a chart up in the piece. I'll describe it to you. It's very simple. Per capita income growth. In other words, Mm -hmm. income growth per person. Right, Joe? So you would think if the economy is only working for the rich, we wouldn't be seeing income growth, broad-based income growth. Ladies and gentlemen, not true. When you look at income growth in Florida, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, and you compare Trump with Obama, Trump wins in every single state. In many of those states like Iowa, he doubles, if not more than doubles, the personal income growth in that state. You may say, well, is it across the United States? It's across the United States, too. Income growth under Trump is higher. So your nonsense talking point that it's only benefiting the rich and personal incomes are stagnating is nonsense. It's made up. It is a fabricated, far-left, ridiculous talking point you just made up. Point number two. You may say, well, Joe, 
that our the hourly wages aren't moving and the Trump economy stagnant on hourly wages and people mm-hmm. in manual labor and hospitality they're suffering it's only the bankers and the Thurston Howell lovey crowd oh, yeah. they're the only ones that are making money yeah, yeah. 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 lover <laughs> lover with the cigar and the McAllen's 22 or whatever oh, oh. right on the rocks that is not what's happening oh. let's look at this from the Wall Street Journal Average hourly earnings growth on a monthly basis during the first 29 months of the Trump administration and the second term of the Obama administration. Who's who's got a who's seen bigger uh, a bigger hourly growth? Trump Hello. in mining, in construction, in manufacturing, in private <laughs> services, in retail, in transportation, in leisure and hospitality. Trump wins every single time. In many of those fields, the hour, uh, the hourly wage growth is actually double what it was under the Obama administration. Hands Ladies and gentlemen, down. you can't yeah, make this stuff up. Facts matter. Facts don't lie. Democrats do. It is as simple as that. Folks, and, and I don't mean, listen, the show's not about giving you homework. You're all responsible adults. You do whatever <laughs> you want. But I strongly implore you to keep these talking points in your head. Because you will never lose an argument because the facts are just not on their side. There's no way to misinterpret that. Okay, moving on. You may say now if you're an Obama acolyte, well, you know, the Trump administration, all right, maybe incomes are growing and hourly wages are growing, but minorities are definitely suffering in the Trump economy. Eh, Wrong again, folks, from the Wall Street Journal piece. And I quote, Cory Booker made the claim that minorities are being left behind. Really? The jobless rate for blacks is 6.2%, which is only 2.9 percentage points higher than for whites versus a 4.6 percentage point difference before the start of the 2008 recession. Unemployment, listen to me, liberals, listen up, cotton out of your ears, jam it in your mouth for a minute. Unemployment has fallen twice as much amongst black Americans as whites since December of 2016. I know facts are hard for you, but unemployment has fallen at twice the rate for black Americans than white Americans. So Cory Booker is lying. Not only is he lying, the disparity between black unemployment, which sadly has been higher and white unemployment in America has shrunk under the Trump administration to the lowest levels to before 2008. Here's another winner from the Wall Street Journal piece. Get a load of this one, Cory Booker. Liar. Nearly 1 million more black Americans and 2 million more Hispanic Americans are employed than when Barack Obama left office. And minorities account for more than half, half of all new jobs created during the Trump presidency. Holy Moses, are you people knuckleheads who continue to promote this? A million more black Americans are employed now than when Obama left office. A million, two million more Hispanic Americans. Tell me again how the Trump presidency is not benefiting minority Americans. Please tell me you're just making it up you're just making it's a lie you're pulling it out of a hat here or somewhere you're taking else taking a hat it's not a magic it's the referee hat you're taking it out of the hat here we go 
You're taking it. You're just making this stuff up. It's a lie. It gets worse. Kamala Harris is another uh, winner out there. There we go. Again, promoting factual disinformation, hoping you believe it. What about Senator Harris's assertion that folks are stringing together jobs to make ends meet? Well, about 5% of Americans hold more than one job. And this rate, Joe, has held relatively constant since 2010. Hmm. Yet there are now 1.3 million fewer Americans working part-time for economic reasons than at the end of the Obama presidency. Again, not only is Harris lying to you, Americans are trying to work many jobs to string together to, to make ends meet. Ladies and gentlemen, 1.3 million less Americans are working part-time due to economic reasons. Economic reasons, meaning they couldn't find a full-time job. Now, then we're under President Obama. And the rate of people working two full-time. Remember Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez promoted this nonsense too in that interview with Margaret Hoover? The economy's not working that well. Oh, yeah, people yeah. are working two jobs. That is not true. Yeah. The data tells a totally different opposite story. People forced to work part-time for economic reasons. There are 1.3 million fewer of them now. It's not only that Harris is lying. It's the exact opposite. Listen, folks, I got one more of these, but I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. It's not my job. You are all responsible, clear-thinking, free adults in a constitutional republic in the greatest country on earth. Do whatever suits your fancy, okay? It's not my business who you vote for. I would prefer that, obviously, the president wins re-election for the best of the country because I believe in liberty, yours and mine. But this is, I don't lecture you here. Do what you need to do. I am just telling you that the other side is not telling you the truth. You don't have to like Trump. You don't have to like his tweets. You don't have to like his economics. But lying about his economics makes you a fraud or too stupid to know the difference. There's no option C. Either you don't do your homework, fine, you just don't know anything. Or you do your homework and you're lying. None of the points you make about the Trump economy are true. Incomes are not going down. Hourly earnings are not going down. They're going up. Minorities are not faring worse. They're faring better. Hispanic and black Americans are doing better. People are not being forced to work two jobs. Less people are working two jobs. And finally, you may say, well, Joe, again, this is only for service employees, production level people, yeah, people right. get their fingers yeah. dirty for a living. They're definitely getting screwed that, over in the Trump right. economy. Yeah. Wrong again, oh, folks. Dang. Wrong again. Yes. Wrong again, buddy. <sighs> Here we go. A tighter job market is also pushing up wages for the average Corey or Kamala. Talking about Cory Booker or Kamala Harris. Average hourly earnings for production level manufacturing workers have grown at an annual rate of 2.8% during the Trump presidency compared to 1.9% during Barack Obama's second term. Again, not only is the people doing the work for a living who get dirty for a living, get dirt in their fingernails. They're the ones suffering. No, they were suffering under Obama. Their wages are growing faster now under Trump. You're just making it up again. Oh, yeah, man. man, alive. It's wearing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, is that not the most thorough evisceration, Joe, of a tale of two economies you've ever seen? Nothing you've said is true. Yeah, nothing. The Democrats, nothing. It's the exact opposite. Now, 
I got, I got a, just two more stories and we'll, we'll, we'll run. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you had a great Independence Day. Thank you for allowing Joe and I to have a day off. It oh, really yeah. meant a lot. Um, Justin Amash is now, thankfully, no longer a Republican congressman from Michigan. For those of you who haven't been a regular listener to the show, Justin Amash was a Republican congressman um, who was calling for the impeachment of Trump because mm-hmm. he says he read the Mueller report. Well, he's totally unfamiliar with the case because, as I said with the Deripaska story earlier, it's not what's in the Mueller report. It's what's not in the Mueller report that really matters. Mm-hmm. The evidence, in other words, of Trump's innocence. Amash doesn't know any of that. Um, I used to respect the guy. He's just lost his mind. How a guy can and support this police state, Spygate, everything that happened to Trump and claim to be a libertarian is an absolute joke. So, of course, Justin Amash, who's all about Amash lately, he decides on Independence Day, July 4th, that's the perfect time, Joe, to release an opinion piece in the Washington Post on his Twitter account, this knucklehead lunatic. Today, I'm declaring my independence, why he's leaving the Republican Party. Bye-bye. See ya. Get lost. Nobody cares. The only reason I'm bringing bringing this up is not because I care Amash is leaving. Get lost. You're no good. You support police state spying. Nobody cares, okay? Adios. That's not why. The only reason I'm bringing it up, Joe, is to show you that this guy doesn't have an ounce of integrity in him anymore. I don't know what happened to him. I used to support this guy. He used to be a relatively decent fiscal conservative and libertarian. No, he's abandoned that to support the police state now. I have no idea why. I'm not going to get into any speculation because unlike Justin Amash, I don't do that. All I'm telling you is it's all about Justin Amash. Waits for our Independence Day, a nonpartisan celebration of the greatest country in the history of humankind to put out a stupid op-ed about his own independence from the Republican Party. See ya, buddy. Get lost. Nobody cares. No spine at all. What a joke. Okay. Uh, my final story today, an important one. I've been getting a lot of, you know what? Can we, we have the Zach, Paula, we have the freed Zachariah cut. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let me use that first. I, I know I don't want to run long, but right. I, I know I sent it over to you. I just want to display yeah. this quickly for, before I get to the last story, because I've been getting a lot of emails about this one story. And if I don't get to it, I feel like I'm going to let you guys down. So mm-hmm. don't go anywhere. Glad. But yeah, good. Fareed Zachariah of CNN. I saw this hat tip to Brandon Darby and CNN for the cut. Fareed Zachariah is a leftist. He is not even like down the line moderate. He is a leftist. He went on CNN and blew a couple people's minds when he said this about the immigration crisis. Given President Trump's mean-spirited and often bigoted attitudes on immigration, it pains me to say this, but he is right that the United States faces a crisis with its asylum system. Democrats might hope that the out-of-control situation at the southern border undermines Trump's image among his base as a tough guy who can tackle immigration, but they should be careful. It could actually work to the president's advantage. Since 2014, the flow of asylum seekers into the United States has skyrocketed. Last year, immigration courts received 162,000 asylum claims, a 240% increase from 2014. The result is a staggering backlog with more than 300,000 asylum cases pending and the average immigration case has been pending for more than 700 days. It's also clear that the rules surrounding asylum are vague, lax, and being gamed. 
The initial step for many asylum seekers is to convince officers that they have a credible fear of persecution in their home countries, and about 75% meet that criteria. Some applicants for asylum have suspiciously similar stories using identical phrases. Many simply use the system to enter the U.S. and then melt into the shadows or gain a work permit while their application is pending. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a big moment. (laughs) I know it seems small and insignificant. It's Mm. not. This is the problem, Joe, with being a liberal in the Trump era. Eventually, the truth is going to kick you right between the legs. You can only avoid the truth for so long, whether it's on the economy, whether it's on the Betsy Ross flag, whether it's on immigration, asylum. The truth is the truth. Facts are unavoidable. You can't tell people there's no crisis while they're seeing on the nightly news tens of thousands of people piling into our country illegally every night. That recognition that there is a problem is eventually going to catch up to you. Continuing to claim on the economy that the Trump economy is terrible while Americans are getting promotions and wage increases makes you look silly. Eventually, there's going to be a reckoning and you're going to have people who are going to come out and are going to have to be the truth tellers to the great embarrassment and chagrin of the Democrat Party. That was not a small moment for Reed Zachariah admitting Trump's been right the whole time. All right, last story. I'm sorry I teased it before. But um, the Epic Times had a piece up back in January because this is kind of new, but not really. It's funny how these stories come up and then they get reported as new news, but they're really not. Uh, by uh, Mark Tapscott at the Epic Times. Looking to 2020, Kamala Harris hires heavy hitter lawyer involved with Russian dossier. Folks, uh, I also want to put up this story by as just a quickly zero hedge as well. I want to explain to you why this matters. Um, it's kind of related to my second book. It's not a plug for my second book, but I'll put up this uh, zero hedge story as well. That was just up there. This is going to be in my show notes. Is Kamala the chosen one? This is a recent one. Uh, top Harris lawyer is the same operative who hired Fusion GPS for Hillary. Ladies and gentlemen, Kamala Harris, who is surging in the polls, she's not telling the truth about anything, as we saw with the economics thing we covered before, but who's surging in the polls since her epic takedown of Joe Biden using uh, shady identity politics during the debate, hired Mark Elias. Why does that matter, folks? Who's Mark Elias? You know what I always say? Remember the names. Remember the names. Mark Elias is the lawyer who hired Fusion GPS for Hillary Clinton to do the Spygate hit job dossier. Folks, my second book, Exonerated, which I haven't mentioned in a while, but it's available for pre-order. We're going to have it out sooner than you think. I'm done with it. It's in print now. You're going to love it. But my second book, Exonerated, the central theme that runs through the whole book is, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats have tried this before, this destroying the the campaign and the candidates' integrity by linking Mm -hmm. them to shady foreigners. Mm -hmm. They tried it on McCain. They tried it on Trump. Now, all of a sudden, Kamala Harris hires the same lawyer, hired Fusion GPS. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for this again. As if they can create another foreign collusion scandal with Trump. Don't be surprised. You'll see some Middle Eastern stuff creeping around soon. Mark Elias is the guy who hired uh, Fusion GPS for Hillary. Now Kamala Harris brings them right in. Hooks them like they're fishing. Why do you think they did that? Because this guy's a hatchet man. He's an expert in doing these foreign collusion hit jobs. Get ready. I put up the two articles because it's been reported as new news. But again, the Epic Times had it a while ago. 
Um, that is a big, big deal. Be wary. Been getting tons of emails on that, so I didn't want you to think I forgot the story. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks for making us number one, filling in for Hannity. Um, you really mean the world to me, man. I'm telling you, this show is uh, a lot of big news coming up. Great things happening. Um, I really appreciate it. We don't put that much money into marketing. You know what that means? That the show has grown to where it's grown because you did it. You told your friends, your neighbors, your family members about it. It means the world to me. Hope you had a great Independence Day. Have a great weekend. Please subscribe to our show, youtube.com slash Bongino. Also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are. The subscriptions are free, but it helps us move up the charts. We really appreciate it. Thanks, folks. See you on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.